We now go into our business wrap conversation. Now, Zimbabwe's central bank, uh, as indicated earlier on, said uh, yesterday that it's going to raise its overnight uh, lending rate uh, to 50% uh, from, 30, uh, from 15% uh, by 35 uh, percentage points there to support the local currency. This after uh, the uh, withdrawal of the multi-currency system there uh, in Zimbabwe and uh, the effective reintroduction of the Zimbabwean dollar. And uh, it was uh, introduced here as a combination, of course, of the bond notes and uh, the uh, RTGS, real-time gross settlement uh, dollars. And uh, this uh, coming as an uh, announcement was made yesterday by Finance Minister Mtuli Ngube, uh, who said uh, the uh, local currency would help the Zimbabwean economy stagger back to uh, recovery and uh, to talk more about this uh, particular issue we're uh, going to be joined uh, by a Zimbabwean uh, economist and a former banker Persistence Gwanyanya who joins me now on the line Persistence good evening to you and uh, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us thank you for having me on the program uh, Persistence, let's maybe start off here. I, I mean, I think many of us here in South Africa, least of all uh, some of us younger folk uh, who would uh, listen to this particular program, would not understand the circumstances around which uh, the Zimbabwean dollar would, was taken out of commission f- in the first place. Let's maybe start off and go back to uh, circa around 2007-8 and uh, some of the uh, challenges uh, in the Zimbabwean economy that necessitated the, the withdrawal of the Zimbabwean dollar. The Zimbabwe dollar was withdrawn uh, from the system. It was demonetized after the country faced hyperinflation. Hyperinflation in Zimbabwe was occasioned by fiscal indiscipline. So the government was running fiscal deficits, was printing money like no one's business. The printing machine was running at a very fast pace, meaning that the government was borrowing at a very fast fast pace. So the people lost confidence in the Zimbabwean dollar, and the Zimbabwean dollar was taken out of the system by the market. The government then reacted, initially it reacted by forming what we called the followers, which are the shops which were allowing the public to trade in foreign currency. Mm. And eventually, the government then demonetized completely the Zimbabwean dollar. So the Zimbabwean dollar was demonetized because of its failure. So that is uh, uh, very important to understand. It failed because of the government physical indiscipline. Government was printing money at a faster pace, which was not supported by the production levels mm. in the economy. Production was declining, government was printing more money in the economy. So that was an unpalatable combination which caused hyperinflation. And the hyperinflation resulted in loss of confidence in the currency. As loss of confidence in the currency happened, it was taken away uh, from, the, from the system by, by, by the market forces. Mm. So this is what happened. Mm. Let's fast forward now briefly, I guess, to the uh, 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 re, or I guess, the introduction of bond notes initially pegged one to one to the dollar, because we do know that after market forces, uh, I guess, demonetized the uh, Zimbabwean dollar, that uh, uh, there was an effective dollarization of the Zimbabwean economy and uh, the use of other currencies, including the South African rand and uh, the Botswana pula. But uh, I'm quite interested, in, of course, in uh, what happened with the bond note experiment that might give us clues here of. Uh, uh, I guess the succession of events that have gotten us to the announcement that we got yesterday. 
it is important for listeners to understand the background on which bond notes were introduced. Mm. Sometimes in 2016, our parliament approved a, 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 the, an, act, a, an act called RBZ Debt Assumption Bill. That was a bill that was approved by our parliament. What was it saying? It was saying that the leakers debt that happened, that were contracted even before we dollarized, that amounted, was validated at about 1.4 billion, was supposed to be repaid. So it was supposed to be repaid, to be assumed by Reserve Bank, and to be repaid. But the mistake we did is that that debt was supposed to be paid mm. by short-term instruments, which is co- which are called treasury bills. Yes, the 90-day treasury bills. So it was going to be unsustainable for the government to pay debt 1.4 billion uh, through uh, treasury bills over a short period of time. At a time when the monetary balance in the econo- economy was such that we had around, on average. 600 million in the economy mm. in foreign currency against a significantly lower RTGS money or money supply, local money supply in the economy, which managed, which, which, which enabled the country to achieve the exchange rate parity of one is to one. So we, we were managing the situation, sustaining the dollarization because uh, the RTGS or the local money, the creation of RTGS growth in the money supply was well maintained uh, in relation to the growth in nostro accounts, that is foreign currency in the economy. But look here, we have got 1.4 billion, which was going to come, and that was going to upset the balance between the RTGS balances and the nostro accounts. So it was going to obviously cause challenges. Mm. So in its wisdom or lack of it, Reserve Bank then said, we cannot meet the demand for, for, for money created as a result of or the demand for cash created as a result of the injection of RTGS money, the injection of money through the 1.4 billion that was coming into the economy. So clearly it was not going to be sustainable okay. for the P- country persistence. to continue under dollarization. Persistence. So Zimba- persistence. To introduce persistence. A measure of courage. Persistence. Can we just pause there slightly? I just want to take a quick spot break and when we come back we'll continue. Some throwbacks deserve a comeback. Hunters, the premium side, is on a mission to refresh cool and bring back the old school. Can you refresh cool? If so, tune in tonight to Midnight with Centre this week and join the coolest conversation to share your throwbacks that deserve a comeback. Follow at Hunters Cider and Metro FM on Facebook for more information brought to you by Hunters, the original cider that refreshes like nothing on earth. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Seven minutes now it is before 8 p.m. and uh, we are uh, in our business wrap and I'm in conversation with uh, independent economist and former banker uh, Persistence Guanyanya and we're talking about uh, the uh, reintroduction 
of the Zimbabwean dollar and, of course, the withdrawal of a multi-currency system in Zimbabwe. And uh, persistence, before we went to that break, uh, was giving us uh, some background and uh, context uh, to uh, some of the developments uh, in uh, the uh, Zimbabwean economy that necessitated uh, the introduction of the bond notes and, of course, some of the challenges that uh, that particular monetary system uh, came into there. And uh, persistence, I'm quite interested uh, if uh, you could outline for us, uh, I guess, a timeline or a sequence of events uh, that uh, shifted from uh, uh, the bond notes shifting away from this one-to-one parity with the U.S. dollar. I guess uh, with all of what was, all of what was happening uh, in the black uh, in the black market of uh, uh, foreign currency, and uh, of course, then this uh, decision. Uh, by uh, the finance minister Mtuling Nube yesterday, which uh, did uh, come for many as a shock. So, but my take, hello. Yes, persistent. Hello. Yes, yes, yes. Can you hear us? Yes, my take on the recent uh, 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 intervention by Minister Mtuling Nube mm. to introduce. Our own sovereign currency is uh, like this. Okay. The multiple currency system was unsustainable. Mm. It was unsustainable because uh, the system, uh, we had become a purely increasingly dollarized economy, a country that is high preference for the U.S. dollar. Mm. It is difficult to have U.S. dollar circulate against any other currency in the world and that currency surviving. Mm. If you look at initially when we dollarized, the ratio between U.S. dollar and rand was almost 50-50. But as we moved on, the rand was pushed out of the basket. We can't talk of all other currencies. They were pushed out of the basket. So that we had, at the end of the day, we had inordinate exposure to the U.S. dollar. Meaning that U.S. dollar by its nature, being a highly preferred currency, has got this tendency of pushing other currencies out of the basket. Now, the RTGS was under serious attack from the U.S. dollar. Mm. So the fact that U.S. dollar is a more preferred currency means that the other currencies that is circulating within the basket are going to be significantly depreciated to the detriment of the price regime in the economy, to the detriment of price stability in the economy. This is exactly what we had seen in Zimbabwe. So we have been experiencing crippling inflation. Our inflation was increasing. We were risking hyperinflation simply because the U.S. dollar was simply because of the effect of the U.S. dollar. So as U.S. dollar depreciates the currency, hmm. as a currency gets depreciated, but 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 persistence, persistence, further and further depreciation, and that is what we saw, and that happened against the backdrop of improvement in hmm. the real economy. Yes, One and of I want the problems, hmm. like I've said. Yeah which caused the instability or which even caused the hyperinflation that we experienced was the fiscal disequilibrium, a government running fiscal deficit. But when Professor Mtulimuwe assumed office sometimes in September last year, we saw the issue of fiscal sometimes in September. Mm. We saw the issue of fiscal discipline being dealt with. So 
the fiscal discipline was dealt with and the adjustment happened at fiscal level to an extent the country was now experiencing, was now achieving physical surpluses. Mm. So, so persistence, let's pause the, persistence, persistence, let, with persistence, let, let, let's pause this slightly, just uh, catch your breath there for a second. I just have a question for you. Uh, and it relates to a point you made earlier on when you said uh, a lot of what happened when uh, the hyperinflation period occurred was the printing of money without, I guess, uh, uh, you know, uh, a shift in parallel in the production uh, in the real economy of Zimbabwe. And I'm quite interested in what has happened since the introduction of the bond notes right through to yesterday when it comes to the productive sectors of the economy in Zimbabwe. Because I think a lot of this, yes, happens in the financial realm, but um, much of the transmission uh, largely occurs in the real economy. And I think that's where probably the structural challenges are. Yes, we, we know, we understand we had structural challenges. And we understand that these deep-seated structural challenges cannot be sorted overnight. Mm. So what we need in terms of police approach is that we need to stabilize in respect of the physical uh, side of the, of the equation. Sure. So we can't have a country that is struggling to come out of a structural challenge, a country that is experiencing production and productivity challenges, printing money at, an, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a faster speed. Mm. So that is the problem. Yeah. So our problem was more physical because the, on the production side, it has remained relatively relatively uh, stable, unchanged. But what, 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 what went wrong is the fis- acceleration of fiscal deterioration. So because we know, we understand that acceleration of fiscal deterioration was the problem. We needed to sort out that problem. The country needed to sort out that problem. That's why Professor Mtulin Mwe first focused trust when he assumed office and uh, uh, did the transitional stabilization program was to focus on the fiscal disequilibrium the country was experiencing. But now, one challenge then emerged. When Professor Mtulin Mwe uh, uh, balanced the books and even achieved surpluses. We saw the monetary system, it saw a, 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 a development in the monetary system mm. where foreign currency was increasing. You may want to know that in 2018, we aimed the highest amount of foreign currency into the country since this country was born in 1980. Our foreign currency earnings were far, far much higher compared to a number of Southern African countries. And today, we have got at about $6.2 billion. That is how much we earned as an economy. And today, we have got about a billion foreign currency sitting in Nostro accounts. But that money is not coming into the market for exchange. The reason being that the multiple currency system allowed an option where people can privatize foreign currency. So who would want to exchange money in the interbank market when you've got an option to hold a store of value, when you've got an option to hold a more preferred sure, currency, sure. which is the U.S. dollar? So that is the challenge. Foreign currency, challenge comes when foreign currency becomes a private property. Foreign currency need to be traded in the market so that others have got access to it. But the situation of Zimbabwe is like, our foreign currency is earned from five major exports of commodities, gold, chrome, platinum, diamonds, and tobacco. So if those earners of foreign currency then privatize their foreign currency, what would the rest of the economy do? What would the rest of the economy rely on? They will have to rely on the parallel market. So that was a challenge. It was an inefficient uh, system. 
that we needed to do away with. Uh, we understand, yes, we are, understand the multiple current system was instrumental in uh, stabilizing the situation. But of late, we've seen challenges emerging mm. out of the multiple mm. current system. Okay. Where there was US dollar preference, mm. US dollar, US dollar preference causing depreciation of other currencies in the basket of the of uh, the multiple current system. It's not only the RTGs that fell victim to the US dollar. The rand in Zimbabwe, try try to even use the rand in Zimbabwe. They don't even want it. Try to use any other currency. They didn't even want it. If it is worse if it is a rand coin, they don't even want to hear about it. Mm. They mm. only want the US dollar. Yeah. So that was the challenge of the US dollar. All over, you cannot have a US dollar calculated against any other currency in that current surviving. Persistence, I'm quite interested now to hear from you, certainly in, in your own experience this morning when you woke up and you went to some of the retailers. Um, have, have they adopted this? Uh, are they clear on what is going to happen here? Because I guess the other question that many of us uh, as your neighbours would be asking here is uh, how is the new dollar going to trade in relation to the South African rand and in relation to the Botswana Pula, and knowing, of course, that some of the inputs uh, that uh, you use in production and retail processes in Zimbabwe you get from South Africa, and also some of the inputs we have we need here in South Africa, some of uh, which uh, we also secure from Zimbabwe. Right. My experience today is the market uh, uh, it, 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 it remained step, it remained as as was. Uh, there was not much movement, uh, there was not much trade, I guess. Uh, but what I expected is, I expected uh, things to get worse firstly before the market settles. But uh, it seems there was no movement in the market. We had very few trades. But what I want to tell you is, well, as the government introduces its own currency, obviously it knows its history. It knows the risk that it faces today. So what I have seen is a raft of monetary policy measures that are coming. One of the monetary policy measures that is coming is a new approach called sterilization, mm. where government tries to remove significantly the amount of RTGs or Zim dollar in the economy through certain measures. The Reserve Bank has already started. There are historical deaths in the economy to the extent of one, one has to... 1.2 billion. So these historical debts resulting in said because these historical debts were contracted at a time when the exchange rate was one is to one. I want all the historical debts. I want to take to assume all the historical debts. But what I want you banks, I want you to bring me the 1.2 billion. And there was there was pandemonium in the market because the moment you take away the RPGs 1.2 billion in the market, it can at a current exchange rate of 1 is to 6, which means that the government is to exchange 200 million US dollars for the 1.2 billion. Mm. But we've got in total RTGS dollars of 1.2 billion in the economy. So it becomes a problem. So Zimbabwe, the country, the, the Reserve Bank is, is like sucking almost everything in the economy. So what does that mean? It means that the RTGS is going to be increasingly scarce in the economy. So what does that mean? When it becomes increasingly scarce in the economy, it gains value. So when it gains value, the issues that we have been experiencing of prices escalating every day mm. are going to be stabilized. Of the, the issues that we have been experiencing of wages being eroded every day, they are going to be stabilized. So if we 
if the country actually does this in a proper manner, we are likely to see a stable current regime. What has then happened is we have actually seen the, the, the strengthening of the RTGS dollar today. It was trading at around 1 is to 12, 1 is to 13, 1 is to 12 to 1 is to 13. Mm. It has gone down to around 1 is to 10 in one day. Wow. But remember, reserving has given banks up to Friday, up to this week, to, 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 to transfer the RTGS to it. And a lot of banks don't have such kind of money. So we are going to have a significant amount of RTGs of Zim dollar sucked out of the economy, mm. which will strengthen the U.S. dollar. So we are likely to see stabilization of the market. And one of the things is this happens at a time when we have got $1 billion that was sitting in the economy in foreign currency but being privatized by mm. our entities or the owners of foreign currency. And these people are now required to get that money into the market. Because they can't use it for local transactions. So we now we suddenly have one billion coming into the economy. But what is important, because we, we gave such explanations when we introduced, uh, when we abandoned the exchange rate parity of one is to one. What is important is to have a properly functioning market. One of the challenges, the interbank market, there was a measure of control from Reserve Bank. But the Reserve Bank has put its hands off the market. Mm. So it's purely willing buyer, willing seller market. We want a meeting of minds to happen in the interbank market. Okay. Has that happened? Persistence? If you look at the ratio between foreign currency and Zimbabwean mm. dollar, you would find that you would agree with me that there will be a measure of stability, yeah. a measure of stability in the exchange rate. Persistence? Thank you so much uh, for that uh, insight there. And I guess uh, uh, showing to us uh, that uh, this is indeed a very complex matter and uh, much of it having to do, of course, uh, with uh, trying to uh, reorganize a situation where much of the forex market has gone into private hands, uh, which uh, really makes it difficult, I guess, to run an economy in that manner. But uh, Persistence Kwanyanya, pleasure to catch up with you. And I certainly hope it's not the last time uh, you and I will be speaking. Uh, he's an independent economist and a former banker uh, speaking to us uh, all the way from uh, Zimbabwe. And uh, certainly uh, someone uh, quite clued up on uh, these uh, matters and uh, very passionate about uh, the Zimbabwean economy, but also giving us another side uh, to this debate that uh, many of us uh, potentially would not have uh, uh, tried to uh, look into here, uh, least of all on the other side of uh, the Limpopo, which uh, relates to, uh, I guess, trying to suck out of the economy many of these uh, RTGS notes and, uh, of course, some of the forex that has now effectively been privatized in order to try and stabilize prices, but also ensure that uh, uh, this tendency of uh, printing money uh, in uh, the rapacious manner that we saw in uh, Zimbabwe over the last uh, decade or so is uh, effectively put to a stop. And it's certainly one of the most interesting uh, monetary uh, policy and currency experiments that uh, Professor Ngube, uh, the, the finance minister at uh, 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 or in Zimbabwe has uh, tried and uh, as I said yesterday it, it makes for riveting reading uh, for many of those uh, who are interested in this matter as a case study. Let's take this brief break and on the other side we cast our sights to uh, Bukwanebo Pirima Rustenburg uh, where at Langsas' uh, Rustenburg Chrome Mine uh, there are just under 300 members uh, who remain underground in the seventh day of protest here. Uh, of course, protesting the victimization and alleged sexual assault of one of the members of uh, the NUMSA and, of course, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, lack of recognition uh, on that mine. And, uh, moreover, 
I guess, uh, some of the uh, challenges here as it relates to the return of many of the dismissed workers. I'll be in conversation with Dr. Asanda Peña uh, from the Department of Sociology at UCT and Ruth Ntlogose, uh, NUMSA's second deputy president and chairperson of the NUMSA Gender Structure. Stay tuned.